Hi everyone, welcome to STEPS audio channel. We are very excited to share our content from STEPS events to learn all about the latest trends in startups, digital media, fintech, future tech, and wellness in emerging markets. You can find us on Enagami, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to your favorite channel and we hope you enjoy the content. It's awesome being here. Thank you so much for coming out to see our panel. Um, Today, we just spoke about scaling content, which is, which is obviously a very important thing. But then once you scale, you start wanting to monetize that content. Um, and I think that's a big struggle for creators. It's a big struggle for um, content creation companies as well. Um, you know, as, as a podcast network, as uh, a media distribution, as a platform, I think we always think about the uh, monetization of content being something that's really, really important. Um, and for us to survive, we need to know what's the best way we can do this uh, in this type of economy. Um, of course, you know, I have to throw stats at you. So uh, uh, I think we all know Gen Z spends a ton of time on, uh, on mobile, like a, an average of five hours in Saudi Arabia. Uh, millennials were not so far behind at four, four and a half hours. Um, in terms of podcasting, I come from a podcast background, so I'm a little biased. There's about five to seven million people in Saudi Arabia who listen to podcasts. And um, the average listener daily is about one hour, which is kind of crazy. Um, and then you have gamers. People spend a lot of time on gaming, uh, about an hour and a half daily average in Saudi Arabia. Um, so all of that is content. All of that is content that we can monetize, and, and all of it is content that we can scale. So on our panel today, we have a bunch of people who really know a lot about monetizing content. Um, and uh, I want to start off with Lemia. Uh, Lemia, uh, maybe you can talk a bit about Next Broadcast and what you guys do. Um, and also the potential, you guys come from a podcast slash uh, audio background. So like, what is the potential you see in scaling and monetizing uh, that content? Yeah, maybe briefly about Next Broadcast Media. We are a audio monetization platform and we work with podcasters and podcast networks um, for monetization. Um, about your question, um, the trends about monetization, where is it going? So we have seen an immense growth in audio consumption um, globally. Um, and if we look at the numbers in the US for the last seven years, audio consumption has increased by 276%. Um, on, on more, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a very big number. So, um, and especially since COVID, um, this number is even growing even further or, or pushing the growth towards, towards all your consumptions from a consumer perspective. So therefore, the appetite from, from brands to, to run ads around that content, to, to monetize via sponsorships, uh, podcasts, or even producing their own content, producing their own shows is, is immense. Um, and um, the other trend that I'm seeing is um, coming from programmatic advertising. Um, because if we look, for example, at the ad spend for, for video, then we see that in the US, the ad spend for video is projected, for programmatic, is projected to be 89% this year, which is immense. Um, so I see the trend towards programmatic advertising to monetize podcast shows and podcast networks. However, we're still at a very, very early stage. Um, and the reason is that there are hundreds or even thousands of shows, there's hundreds of networks, um, and programmatic solves part of the, the problem that uh, brands see. 
um, if they want to run advertising on, 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 on podcasts. Programmatic solves one of the issues to, um, of the fragmentation that the whole audio and podcast industry is facing at the moment. Yeah, I think, I think it's important um, to have programmatic because it's passive income for a lot of creators. So the more you scale, um, programmatic obviously means that you're just chilling and you're making money and that's great and that's yeah. but it's a scale game right yeah um, and, and we're seeing already brands um, big brands like Samsung GSK Nestle they're already running campaigns um, for programmatic podcast advertising yeah. and um, and yeah and we, we only see the demand growing from from these brands yeah. and other brands excellent and I think brands is a keyword so like <laughs> maybe taking it over to uh, Basim how do you see the uh, Attraction, or you as a person who represents a content creation company such as Salt, um, where do you see the attraction between brands and the content that you put out there, and how can you work with these brands directly to uh, to build content like that? And do you see it as something that's more attractive mm. for creators to work uh, with brands? Yeah. Of course, I mean the marriage is between us and brands, right? So. Thank you, Basil. Uh, first of all, I would like to give a big shout out to the STEP organizers. Um, giving this platform for podcasters, it really means a lot. This kind of recognition, we really needed to say that we're here, we're out there, we're doing great work. Just people need to know more about it. Um, regarding brands, as you said, um, there has been an increasing demand over the past two years. Uh, I mean, for the whole industry, but also we've been approached by a number of brands and corporates that are interested either to run ads or to produce content, uh, basically to market their products. And I think um, the way they look at it and think about it needs to adapt a little bit to the audio. Because audio is intimate, so we try to capitalize on the storytelling element, you know, make sure that the brand has a story to tell, not basically to just put an ad out there or create some content to advertise what is the company because people already know what is Samsung doing, what is Nestle doing, but perhaps some of the inspiring stories that uh, their work has done, maybe we can share through audio. So I think that's one way to look at it. Also, keep in mind that um, as a growing market, you need to uh, um, emphasize on the strength of podcasts. So, as SOT, we aim to deliver certain messages to our audiences. We don't want to lose their trust by becoming an advertising agency, basically. You know, we're not there to advertise for brands, but rather work with them, and we're able to work with them to produce content that, you know, it's, it's a win-win situation, basically. So yeah. that's how we look at it, and I think it's, it's, it has been working very well for us. Excellent. Yeah, I think for us also, um, we look at uh, diversifying uh, what type of um, content we can create. So, you know, uh, we worked with Nivea, for example, and um, mm. and they came to sponsor one of our shows. Um, but it was uh, it was a, it's a podcast, so it's audio. But we started thinking, how can we give them more? So we started looking at social media, uh, filming the show, um, and kind of working with Next Broadcast on ensuring that we get more impressions um, and. Uh, you know, making a wider distribution of the content. Because at the end of the day, what does the brand want? They want impressions, they want uh, reach, they want views, downloads. So you can showcase how effective that product that you just gave them is. So that's something that we definitely look at. Twitter, 
uh, as a platform uh, is very, very important for us, of course. What type of content, I mean, for you, I think you see a much more diversified content, right? You see video, you see audio, you see a bunch of things. So what kind of content do you see performing best on the platform? And how do we utilize that best in terms of monetization? Well, definitely in a crowded marketplace, I believe strong uh, storytelling helps you stand out. Unsurprisingly, like video remains one of the top winning formats or like uh, most uh, wanted type of format or type yeah. of content and we can never deny its superpower as it enables to tell you like a rich and engaging content story. However, we really could witness a huge comeback for the audio space as well. As you probably know, Twitter uh, launched earlier last year a new format called Spaces, yeah. where live audio conversations can happen. So now on Twitter, you can not only tweet or read, but even you can talk and listen. And we could really see like the largest creators and partners in the region considering this new format part of their always-on content strategy. And another format that is as well highly considered is actually the newsletter. So Twitter also acquired Review uh, because we wanted to offer to our creators another way to share like long-form content and allow them to engage with their audience in a more deep way. When it comes to monetization, def definitely, like the Amplify publisher program on Twitter help creators uh, you know, get rough share revenue and at the same time monetize their valuable content. And uh, like, while, while advertisers and creators are, are monetizing this content, it's also a very turnkey to advertiser to you know, align their brand's message in front of content that is very relevant and very valuable to their target, uh, target audience. So in my opinion, the word best format or the word winning can be better associated with valuable content that can be delivered across any format as, as long as it's re resonating best with your audience. Yeah, absolutely. I think valuable content is great. And I think we ran a study uh, last year in Saudi Arabia and most people who um, wanted to basically tune into long-form content, uh, I think it was 40% of the respondents said that they wanted to get value out of content. They wanted to learn something from content. Mm. Basically, people want to share stuff with other people, right? They want to talk around the dinner table with their friends and their family about something that they learned and that type of thing. So I completely agree with that. Um, I think uh, in terms of brands, um, you know, we're at the front lines, obviously, trying to sell content, trying to get brands to integrate with us on propositions and, uh, and different shows and different formats. Um, what, how do you see brands being attracted to, uh, to type of content that you try to sell? And, you know, you're always on the front lines. We talk yeah. almost daily about... Uh, you know, what brands want and how yeah. can we create? Yeah, um, I mean the fact that audio consumption has incre increased drastically um, and then which, this, which attracted the brands to go into that space um, is already there. Um, more and more brands approach us to, to run ads around podcasts. Um, and also if you look at the recent news, um, like for example this week, the announcement of Spotify that acquired Chartable, which is um, a tech company for, for insights for podcasts, um, or Amazon acquired um, yeah, different shows and some tech companies. So there's a lot going on in, in the podcast industry, um, in the whole ecosystem that, um, that yeah, indicate that the trend is there. And um, this is of course pushing brands to, to go into that space. And, um, 
to do more around podcast and podcast advertising. Um, and then in terms of the, yeah, in the most popular formats, um, if you look at the top, top shows in the GCC, let's take the top five or top ten, um, the hosts of these shows are not celebrities or influencers or um, yeah, famous fashion or food bloggers. No, they're people like you and me, uh, normal people. Um, but what is very unique about them is what they do and what they talk about is super unique and they're very um, passionate about what they talk about. Um, and this is one of the main differences um, of, of podcasters, um, that they are super passionate about what they do and what they say. And that's the reason why they are successful and uh, why they're connecting on such a personal level uh, with their audience. Um, and I think, yeah, this is one of the reasons why brands want to or should want to connect with, with podcasters, because the podcasters or the hosts are very, very close to, to their listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And I think something you mentioned about strategy is very important that you always align yourself with the strategy of the brand. And that's one thing we do is always try to get the, um, let's say, the branding proposition and understand what the branding proposition is before we even pitch anything to anyone. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that's really, really important um, because it's almost like you understand your audience in terms of a product, right? Your, your shows that's your audience, but also the brand that you're talking to is also your audience. And trying to understand what that audience wants and what audience they're talking to helps us connect these two worlds together. Yeah. Um, which takes me to you. And as, again, as a guy who's in the front lines, um, how do you pair up your strategy of going into brands and what brand strategy is, how you compare these two things uh, together and does that make it easier for you once you know the proposition and, and make, maybe pair it up with either white labels? I think there are different areas of how you um, create content, right? So there may be existing shows, white labels, so how do you see that? Correct. So as you said, there are two ways to do it. Uh, basically some brands are attracted to the original content that we produce and perhaps they're interested to sponsor it or um, purchase ads on it. That's one way to do it. The other way is to produce a white label show for them. Basically, they have full control over it editorially. Uh, it comes under their name. It's the brand's show, not ours. And uh, whenever I sit with any client, I tell them, let's talk first about the idea, not how much it's going to cost or how long it's going to take to get produced. Let's talk about the idea first. And adding to what uh, Bella from uh, Kerning Cultures was saying in the first panel about podcasting, the idea and the content is a key element here. Uh, that's what makes us really good at what we're doing because we give a lot of attention to the idea. So I sit with them, I tell them, let's talk about why do you want to do a podcast? You want to do it to get more reach? You want to reach more listeners? Or, you know, why, why do you want to do this podcast? Because, I mean, if you're purchasing ads, probably you're better off buy some ads on Instagram or Twitter or YouTube to raise awareness of your product rather than podcasting, which is still growing in the region. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think this kind of alignment of ideas and thinking is really important. Um, yeah. And uh, once the brand is convinced that they have a strong, solid idea proposition, it's a collaborative effort. It's us and them sitting together discussing the idea, 
um, how can we make it an interesting story to the listener to consume, you know? Uh, that's a key um, factor here. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think also what I find interesting when I visit Saudi Arabia is uh, how the term podcast has become something that... Uh, you know, entered the general language, you know. Uh, I would go to a meeting and they would recommend the podcast for me, you know, and which I find amazing because it's a, we think it's new, but it really isn't. It's been around for quite some time and, and there's quite a few shows that have been growing. And, uh, and adding to that, I mean, it's not only good for brands, it's good for content creators as well. Sure, yeah. Because we have a strategic objective of raising awareness of podcasts. You know, we want people to understand the term and what is a podcast, why do we do podcasts? Like, I have struggled since I joined Salt to explain to my parents what is it exactly that I'm doing, you know? They have no idea what a podcast yeah, is. Yeah, I joined the club. So, uh, yeah, I think for us also it's, um, it's an added benefit to work with brands, big names, to, you know, showcase the work that we're doing. Absolutely, so, yeah. Well, I think... Uh, Speaking of, of Saudi Arabia, uh, I have to look at Twitter <laughs> for that. Um, Spaces is a, an exciting product, I think, you know, and, uh, and of course we saw Clubhouse and how that started off and that kind of thing, but it's almost like Clubhouse kind of fizzled um, and then Spaces kind of took over. And, you know, every time I see a Space thing in my app, I see, you know, a bunch of people on it, especially, especially if it's people I follow from Saudi Arabia. So how do you see the Spaces uh, product for you guys? And how does it help creators in scaling uh, the content so they can monetize that content? Yeah, sure. So the short answer is definitely creators can monetize content on Spaces. So as I previously mentioned, Spaces is a new format that was added within Twitter formats in the past year. And now live audio conversations are happening on Twitter. So, uh, and it's getting a lot of traction for sure and definitely in Saudi Arabia. And uh, even like we're, we're seeing the biggest uh, partners and the largest broadcasters of the region considering space as part of their always on uh, organic and content strategy. Sometimes they use it on weekly basis and sometimes more often, which is on daily basis. And uh, offering like valuable content through space is very premium. And we could really witness huge interest from advertisers in order to sponsor this type of content, part, being part of an innovative solution on Twitter. And at the same time, that is very appealing to their audience. So by uh, sponsoring the promos, the videos, having their branded tweet pinned on the space page on, within Twitter profile on the top of the page, and even sometimes going like one step further, integrating the space, uh, like having some key talking points from the brand, uh, having, uh, you know, uh, hosting someone from the brand itself, an expert, a key executive to talk about a certain initiative uh, or any, any subject they would like to talk about. So this is definitely like happening and monetizable by, uh, by our uh, creators. But at the same time, we can really witness an interest not only from advertisers, we can witness an interest from our users and our supporters. Uh, so with ticketed spaces, it's actually an advanced feature where uh, really creators can, instead of having like a public conversation, a public space conversation, they can do kind of a private space where users have to purchase a certain ticket in order to attend the space, whether it's like a workshop or like exclusive interview or as simple as meet and greet. And this is really important for creators because people are always informed, 
entertained and sometimes like moved by conversations happening uh, and uh, created by our uh, partners. And it's a key opportunity for both advertisers and supporters uh, to show their biggest support to creators and thank them by monetizing their content and by purchasing those tickets. That's awesome. I think uh, you just gave me some ideas, so that's great. Um, I, uh, we work with a lot of creators, um, and we always explore areas for them to scale. Um, and to also monetize. So like, I think they all come in with passions. And I think that's very important to start your creation journey with passion. Um, and we will take it on and try to scale you and then find products like this that we can, um, we can use to monetize, which is amazing. Um, Lemia, uh, how do you see or uh, how would you look at content creators and how would you, where would you see their scaling path? Like, how would you see them scaling further? Uh, you've worked with a lot of them, of course, and of course, you guys through programmatic advertising being one of the main aspects of your business, but also working with content creators to create original programming for brands. So how would you see um, content creators' path in scaling and monetizing? Yeah, um, I think the most important thing is to have a hosting platform that allows dynamic ad insertion. Um, to monetize their content um, and, um, and then work with a partner, a marketplace that is specialized in programmatic advertising because I believe that this will be the future, maybe not in the next two, three years, but definitely probably in the next five years because we see that trend with video and we see the, the numbers that are bought, the numbers of, uh, of advertising that is bought for video via programmatic. And at some point, it's, it will be a, a similar num number for, pro for, for podcast as well. Um, so yeah, so that is my suggestion. Um, um, besides that, um, stick to the, to the category. Um, if you're passionate talking about um, a specific content um, you're passionate about, stick to it and don't get distracted. Um, that's the, the main thing that every content creator should be focused on to, to produce the content that he's passionate about and connect with their audience. Um, yeah. I think creators are very much like musicians uh, where don't think too much about the trend. Uh, think about what you're passionate about do it and do it well, yep. and that will grow. Yep. You know that saying, build it and they will come? Uh, I think that really applies to yep. uh, content creators. Maybe um, adding to that point as well, um, because for a brand, from a brand perspective, um, a brand always wants to be around the content that is positive. Um, so keeping yeah. that in mind, producing content that impacts the brand in a positive way, uh, will always help you to, to get the sponsorship or uh, a brand running yeah. as on your show. Yeah, I think, uh, but there's, of course, there's, there's a lot of you know, frustrations when it comes to monetizing. <laughs> you and I were talking about this just, uh, just outside. Um, and uh, it's almost like um, it's hard to sort of uh, maybe get the brand to reach a place where they can understand exactly where, what you're selling and, and how that looks like and, uh, and how could that could integrate within the content seamlessly. Um, so maybe something I'd like to maybe know, what are kind of examples, and maybe also open this up to Joel as well, but uh, maybe you first, kind of examples that you see seamless integration between brands and perhaps where you sit as podcasts or content in general? 
Um, that's a very good question. Um, I think it starts with understanding the process, as you said. We need to reach uh, the same level of understanding. You know, they understand what it takes to produce a podcast. We understand exactly that the brand needs to show the positive image they would like to show. So this kind of understanding is really important to start with. Um, I mean, with the increasing demand as well. Uh, Creators should adapt to the brand's model a little bit. So instead of focusing only on extremely, um, you know, like societal issues or or really deep, heavy content, perhaps we need to adapt our thinking a little bit, you know, and create a firewall between an original content and content that really represents the brand. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. Um, the other is. Um, you reach that agreement with the brand, you reach that point, and then you showcase the added value, you know, um, why a podcast is a good uh, product to invest in. Yeah. Because they also look at the return on investment, you know, they, they, they read Absolutely, numbers, yeah. they want numbers, they want the analytics. So we have the data, we have the analytics, perhaps we need a little bit to work on the return on investment. So convincing them that the, 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 the content is monetizable. You know, when you invest in a show, you can sell ads on it, you can, you know, different ways to monetize it. So I think this is uh, important. We have had a couple of examples, like we've done a podcast with Kiri, for example, for a campaign they launched uh, last Ramadan. Uh, It's about kindness, you know. So you think what a cheese brand can do with a podcast, but it's all about sharing kindness and family values at the holy month of Ramadan, for example. You know, I think this was a very uh, interesting compromise, and we reached this kind of understanding between the two of us. So Absolutely. it was uh, interesting. Excellent example. Uh, Joel, do you guys have like seamless examples of integration with brands on Twitter that took place? Yes, sure. So actually, I love the word seamless because we definitely believe in our creators. They've been creating content for the past years on a daily basis. And they are really experts. They know what the audience is craving, uh, craving for. They know what type of content resonates with the audience. And it's a key opportunity for a brand to integrate this kind of content because at the same time, like the audience of those creators are the customers of this brand. And leveraging on the creator's expertise and having this borrowed equity is really key. Uh, at the end, like if a brand wants to really turn the content creation or the integration into commercial ad, they can just run their own commercial ads. But leveraging on this creator's expertise, integrating, having like a nice content story with a seamless integration is really key. And at Twitter is definitely doable with our Amplify Again publisher program. I keep on talking about it because it's the only format that allows our advertisers to align their brand's messaging in front of premium and relevant content, and although going one step further, which is integrating this content in a seamless way. But we always believe that, our, and we are all here to support our creators, you know? Like, they've been sharing valuable content on Twitter, and we have, like, different features to support them to generate revenue from this valuable uh, content on top of the Amplify. One of them is Super Follows. So, I'm not sure if you heard about it, yeah. but... Uh, that's great. So Super Follows is, uh, will allow creators to share subscriber-only type of content and, you know, connect with their audiences in a more deep and engaging way. And on top of Super Follows, we have something, a uh, new format called Tips or Tipping. So it's a, such a cool format. Creators should 
can only enable the tips icon within the Twitter profile. And as soon as a user or a supporter wants to support those creators, they simply have to click on this icon, send money or even Bitcoin off-platform via a third-party payment services. And this is really key. Like the, the, the key message is like content creators are sharing valuable content. Having those brands sponsoring, sponsoring it or integrating it or even allowing and helping creators to get the biggest support from their most loyal fans is really key and it's definitely doable on Twitter. That's amazing. And, and do you see, um, is there a way for you to stand out on the platform um, that you can recommend to, you know, to utilize all of these things that you spoke about, but is there formats that, are, that you recommend can stand out um, on the platform? So, Especially Twitter has millions of people on it, right? So like, how would you do that? Yeah, so, so going to my first uh, answer, for me, like, in order to stand out with a, with a crowded marketplace, content has been produced on daily basis and people are often, you know, like saturated with content overload. So the need to connect with your audience in a meaningful and authentic way has never been more important. Uh, I believe the key uh, learning here is to build relevance and uh, learn how to organically engage with your audience in order to leave your mark and stand out through the clutter. So yes, when it comes to monetization, we can always help our creators to monetize and stand out through the clutter from their valuable content that cannot be found anywhere else. And being as well part of the Global Content Partnerships team at Twitter, our role really consists of constantly educating our creators and making sure they are providing the word class and in real-time content because this is a key conversation happening on the platform on a daily basis and it's very important to have like this type of content on, on the platform and at the same time we're always there to support them with a, a, an organic strategy where they can implement uh, the Amplify, where they can implement various Twitter features whether it's spaces, ticketed spaces, super follows, tips or tipping because we are here to make sure that valuable content is monetized from both advertisers and their most loyal supporters. Yeah, that's excellent. And I think uh, we're almost out of time, actually, 20 seconds left. But I think what you said, partnerships, I think that's an amazing word. I think it's my favorite word in business, partnerships. That's where you monetize, that's where you scale, um, that's where you find the right people in order to help you build the brand that you're trying to build. So thank you so much, and thank you to the panel uh, for doing this. I don't know if we have time for questions. It's literally 10 seconds left. So uh, uh, anybody really fast question? <laughs> Now there's time for a big round of applause, though. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. You can find our content on Anagami, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Follow us on social media at Step Conference, and let's stay in touch.